I think we should call this instead of 30 seconds with Amy or 30 second quiz. Um, I think we should just call it Amy's hot seat. <laughs> yes, because in that is an implied parallel topic, Melissa's hot seat. And I'm super down for Melissa's I'm hot seat. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. Amy's hot seat. And the Food Pocket Challenge. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God. I can't wait till the thing is over because I got to say, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this show. That's fantastic. What a wonderful lead-in. You always do such a good job, but that, I feel like you need to get a gold star today. I'm going to tell you the way you just made me feel with all of that praise for no reason whatsoever is kind of like trophy for showing up, the attendance award that my father-in-law got for showing up to school every day. Showing and- up to school every day is hard. Listen, mm. I've been watching reruns. I actually watched them all the way through the end of of show, I didn't realize it was possible, of 30 Rock. And in one random show, Jack Donaghy, the Lorne Michaels character, has these index cards in his suit pocket that he pulls out, and it has a star, a red dot, and like blue waves. And the idea is, you know, when you're starting to mess things up, you get the blue waves. And then when you've really messed it up, you get the stop. And then it's very difficult to get the I approve. And so it's hilarious because it, nobody ever got one, right? And then seasons later, he randomly pulled out an index card with a star on it and gave it to the guy who never got it. And I swear to you, I had such a moment. It made me want to carry around these stars. I'm not an authority. I can't give out the gold stars, but I feel like someone's giving them out. And I would like to receive one. It's a big thing. I feel like we should carry coins for this purpose. <laughs> who like the presidential coin that that you get that he that the president gives out to to people who it's do like some- I hear can people's gears turning who maybe watch the Great British Bake Off. Have you ever seen this show at all? No. Okay. It's there's a notorious judge who is difficult to please, and the only thing that you're competing for is what we call the Hollywood handshake. The man's name is Paul Hollywood. And when he approves of what you're doing, he'll stick his hand out and you get, I mean, you're there on a television show competing to win this whole thing. And people are honestly a jitter when they, I got a Hollywood handshake. I got a Hollywood, I got a handshake. I mean, I love it when something of zero value is associated with such mystique because it is an ungettable get. Yes, we have all decided. So even the coin, it's like there's intrinsic value in a coin. I want something that is meaningless and yet carries all of the fucking secrets in the universe. I want a Hollywood fucking handshake. That's what I want. I And I have to put myself in a position to get it, I think. That's the other problem. Even though I don't really like Paul Hollywood, I like Mary Berry. Do you think one day it could be the shout out on our show? Could be Yes, the, I do feel that that is the zenith <laughs> laudation for everyone universally. I do. Oh, mock me if you must. It's not a mock. I accept and double down on your suggestion. Yes. All right. So, dear listener, your goal goal is to get that shout out. (laughs) It's difficult. It's difficult to achieve. Only the finest will ever summit Mount shout out. Yes. In the future new year that is coming our way, (laughs) let it be your goal. 
Let it be. Let it be. Oh, let it be your goal to have your name fly out of Amy's mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And let that be the only thing flying out of (laughs) me. She started to laugh after a sip. Let that be your goal. Oh, yeah. How are you, Ames? uh, Hello, Melissa. We just jumped all the way up to our tits, which is my favorite thing. I'm a little frazzle tazzled. But I am trying to embrace, that's okay. Things will fall off. It's okay. We're going to keep rolling. The bus, there's no wheels on the bus, but, you know, we can roll on our axles. It's okay. Like, it's a different mindset for, there's too much. But if I just take that part out and just assess that there is too much, sometimes you can decide, well, maybe you're just not going to do all that stuff. (laughs) So I'm taking the new tack. So what's worse Right. This is the crazy of the holiday seasons back, uh, even though it shouldn't be because COVID is also back. I just saw a TikTok that said there are 22,000 single day new cases in Mm -hmm. New York and which set the record for the state of New York, which was closed. (laughs) And now all the Broadway shows are closing down again. And and all the colleges sent kids home to take their finals online. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're back into what could be a holiday shutdown as opposed to last year where we were shut down and your your comments were more, well, we're all home and it's mellow and I don't even want to take out the good china. I'm thinking of ordering pizza. You're trying to keep right. up any semblance of holiday and now you're back in the mix of it. Which, which craziness, I'm asking, is the better of the two? I don't... Well, it's an interesting, I like now versus last year. And I don't think either of them, crazy is is a different kind of a word for this because I'm not back to holiday craziness yet. I may never return to holiday craziness in the sense of holiday craziness. COVID, last year's response was akin to, crazy is not the right word. It was more crisis, trauma. It was reactionary it it didn't feel craziness to me holiday craziness almost has a kind of a bounce to it it's the kind of thing where you embrace it and it either gets away from you or not and it's some of it you buy into you kind of hate it when you're doing it but it is part of the marathon that that is that is all it it almost makes the holiday season sweeter because I didn't really want to but now that I'm on the other side that makes it nice I'm not doing any of that now I may not ever return to it because of the trauma last year, we did. Here's the exam, a perfect example for this. We've not decorated anything in our entire house. We have zero holiday decorations, and we won't be putting any up. And I had house guests last night, and I almost went into a flurry, bought a pre-decorated tree, put out. I have a collection of nutcrackers, which is pretty sizable now. I stole this idea from my sister, so. We now have a crazy amount. So I could put those out and pop up a tree that was pre-lit and pre-built like a tiny one and just right. call it a day. And I thought to myself, if I was not having overnight guests, I would never do that. So I answered the question thus. So I'm not going to do that because I'm not doing it for them. I'm not going to take on this added extra thing right. for them so that they see we are not filled with holiday sadness because we're not filled with holiday sadness. I've asked the kids. It's, it's going to be really tough to do all the decorations and work it in. And we're gone for two weeks over the holiday. We don't even see it. So we spend a lot of time in flurry to put it up only to take it down again. And I said, does that make you sad? I don't want to make you sad. 
are, are there parts of this that you really don't want to sacrifice? And I listed by name all the different types of decor that we could do. And they're like, don't care. Nope, nope. Glad it's gone. Hated that always. No, don't want it. No, forget it. Fuck it. Fuck it. And I said, okay, Christmas cookies. And they're like, you will die a thousand deaths if you do not bake cook- Christmas cookies. I'm like, okay, we found one. So I'm going to be spending the next three days baking my tits off. Cookie, 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 cookie. And that will be our decorations for the okay. season. All right, Amy. What? Stopwatch. Stopwatch? Are I you start ready? cooking? Am I 30, cooking now? 30 seconds for Amy. Oh, out fuck. of nowhere. Oh, fuck. Amy. Yes. I'm beginning. Name as many cookies as you can. Go. Chocolate chip. Oatmeal raisin. Pitzel. Taroni. Pastachela. Snowman. Sugar. Crumble. Walnut puff. Fuffernoose. Gingerbread. Uh, uh, macaron, macaroon, um, millionaire shortbread, shortbread, uh, honeycomb toffee brick, uh, butters, butterscotchies, uh, sandies, Stop. Oreos. Okay. That wasn't very many. That was 18. That's not very many. In 30 18. seconds? I should yeah. have had at least 30. No? Uh, you think you can... You think you can name a cookie a second? Like yes, I can eat a cookie a second. <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> That's At least a I did better story. than women's labias. So yes, that is very true. As opposed to the men's true. labias, those are strange. That was so. my topic for this week for you, and you brought it up all on your own. Okay. So okay, I didn't know. And anyway. kids were not letting go of cookies. That's cookies. what they're. It's it's really interesting. To boil it down in that in that way, and we also have the aging population of my kids, right? Every year they get a, bit, a little bit older. So all families have this. So it's like, how are we going to do it? We got to see a relative who was driving through and stayed with us. And so he even asked the question, what are we, what are we thinking for gifts this year? What are we doing? What, what seems good to you guys? Talking, everything gets talked about in a different way as they get a little bit older, a little bit older, a little Venmo bit older. Venmo me. <laughs> yeah. Cash, that, Venmo yeah. me. He offered. He said, do you want, is it really just about cash? And I just, and I'm like, no, that's not really what it's about. So, and we kind of twisted it all around to, if you don't care, if it really is, I just want the money and that's all I want. That's an okay thing. But how about we think about what's an experience you might be using that money for? Let's get creative. I'd rather do that. Or I want to teach you some financial literacy. Can I buy you a stock? Is there a, is there a stock that you think would be fun to own? Can I open an account for you? Like these are the things that, that we're going to do instead. Because money, I mean, you can get, we're very... Lucky that I can make this next sentence. And I think lots of us can. So sit and have a gratitude moment for your life. We, they have money. We can give them money. They don't, it's, they're not, they're not desperate to get, you know, if I only had a pair of underwear, gosh, thank God's Christmas coming. It's not that. Their needs are met. Their wants are met. So Christmas is just a bonus. You don't need a fucking bonus. You're 14. Fuck you. Fuck your bonus. That's wow. That's it. You don't need another thing. And thinga. Merry Christmas to Bingo. you. Bingo. And is there a tree this year? No. Fuck them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you said you said you are traveling for two weeks. You're headed up north. I am gonna do. I am gonna go to the epicenter of COVID. We are spending a week in New York. It's time to live life. It's time to live life. It's nonsense to can. It will never go away. Right. Ever. I will be probably going to Florida Mm. and I'm not happy about it but that's that's what's next for us Brian 
So that got a little hot, uh, but I would also like to refer you to another topic that we discussed that got a little hot as well, which was what is the perfect pocket food? Is it the pierogi or the ravioli? I was beautifully and hospitably invited to North Kakalaki so I could sit and make a kugel to compete because I don't cook, but I do make a banging kugel. And I could not make it, but the competition carried on. Well, you were missed for sure. As it turns out, I completely failed before I even arrived. So approaching this day, I started to strategize, how am I going to go into this thing? Do I go in knowing that I failed, embrace it, and just say, we're here to celebrate these two tastes and I abdicate, you have clearly, I, you are the victor, I don't even need to compete. Or do I go into this puffed up with bravado, knowing that I've lost, but I'm going to, you know, go down and flames, Put on a good sword show. held high, yeah. fuck you, I die to the death, right? So, and I was asking the kids which to do. And to the man, they said, yeah, you got to go in there with confidence. And I'm like, that seems like the stupidest thing. I already know <laughs> that I've got. Well, here's the thing. I have, I am... I don't know if you'll think if you'll agree with me or you won't on this one. I am not a competitive person. I truly am not a competitive person. So I don't care that I super failed this thing before I began. Why I'm disappointed is because I know that raviolis are still the victor. Oh, I simply no. did not. No, I, I absolutely fundamentally know it. And that has unchanged. And if anything, it was only proven more on this night. I simply did not show up in a way where I could make an adequate case at that time. So... I made fresh ravioli and I got in my own head a little bit. I decided that they had to be the best ever. So I went and, and researched and got a special softer kind of flour than I so I wanted them to be really tender. And then they ended up being too soft. And so they stuck a little bit. So when I tried to peel them off and cook them at the thing, they were misshapen. The whole thing. I didn't leave enough time to do it in advance. I had unexpected family coming in. It was a surprise to me. All the stuff. So I have lots of reasons for why I failed. None of them bigger than... I didn't dedicate enough days of my life to making this what it needed to be, right? To be organized and do it. And I was also reminded that I haven't really made raviolis for for 22 people like since I was 10. So that level of ravioli, I'm used to making, it. I don't make raviolis at all. I asked the 14-year-old, when's the last time I made raviolis for you? And he says, never. And I think he's right. So I probably have not made them. It's been at least 14 years. It's been at least 14 years. And were I to make them, I would make raviolis for three or four people and they would be made and immediately boiled. So I made these and then, and then tried to bring them and then we didn't cook them until it got to be about 8.30 and they, it was, it was not the way to do it. So 8.30 PM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these problems are my problems, right? So I feel like there were maybe 11 different kinds of pierogi. I feel like I feel like it was crazy and they had made them all. And she says this, well, because, you know, they're coming. You've got to go. So she says this whole thing like this is she said it's she says it's it's more sturdy. So she was I was laughing so hard. They had them all fucking made and frozen. And so they pulled out the bags and they were all handmade. Right. Right, But they had just just dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. And the first batch they made. They fucking boiled them and then they fried them and then they served them with like chopped, crisped 
bacon that was oh also God, in truly. some kind of so the bacon itself was in some kind of a some kind of a clear it wasn't like just bacon grease it was in some kind of magic sauce that was like chopped freshly perfectly crisped bacon that was also sitting in a little soup pan on the stove so that you would ladle out it was a giant soup pan filled with chopped liquefied liquid soaking bacon oh and you God. would you would cover it with the crispy bacon sauce then serve it with sour cream and i swear to you the flavors they had in these fuckers were through the roof. They had everything to pick one. They Tell had me. a fucking bulgur wheat one. Barley. They had one made of fucking barley. It was so good. Who's going to eat barley ever? No one. Okay. Here's this thing. It's crispy on the, the outside. The Jews eat barley. I, it was I don't so know fucking. The yeah. inside was so savory. It's called it kasha. So kasha varnicus. Yeah. And it had, there was one with like. Some like meat and mushroom, and then there was like a turkey one, and then yes. there was cheese and and I think onion. I just got pregnant before this comes out. They had the the plate of Polish delights, of course. So they have all their own homemade, home smoked ham. So they're putting out ham, and I'm like, oh ham, I like a ham. I'm gonna have a piece of ham. Thank you. What's up, fucking? And meanwhile, it's their ham that they you they fucking took a piece of of pig and turned it into a ham. I'm like, who are you? So they had made that. They had made the kibasa sausage from. From the ground meats, made it and smoked it, so tender. Made their own pate. All the shits out. All the pickles. All the shits out. Oh and you're my just eating god! All this stuff. That was just like hi, welcome to our home. Then the vodka starts rolling. Then we start eating. And the oh my god, I forgot to tell you about the vodka. So you know that they make homemade vodka. Yeah. Right. And they have multiple types. So on hand today was honey lemon, which is my personal favorite usually, but I don't feel like it had very much lemon in it this time. So maybe it's maybe it's honey something else. Anyway, honey lemon, raspberry, and then they had peach, which is my God. You don't think peach? Who cares? It's so fucking good. It's like peach nectar that will make you lay down and never get up. It's so delightfully delicious and balanced and great. So we were we're doing this and they give you these little tiny baby shots. It's just it's very thimblesful, very small, but you do them a lot. Then the brother from Poland starts talking and they were commenting on, well, it's whatever we have on hand at the time. He while we're talking, I'm just witnessing him in the next room. He literally found a stool, opened a closet, climbed on the stool and came back with a different bottle that no one knew was in there and brought it to us and put it down and said, this is the better raspberry that I made from Polish vodka. Not this Everclear shit that you can only like proper smuggled Polish, whatever. It was so good. But my favorite part about all that, it was literally top shelf vodka. It was on the top shelf of the closet (laughs) that no one knew about. And I'm like, that's where that came from. So, so back to the Pierogan. Fantastic. So you eat so much that you're crying because your stomach is so full and yet you won't stop filling it. It was so good. Then out come my idiotic raviolis. People were very kind. They ate them. They flavored, the flavor was right. I know they tasted great. The texture, the size, the look, all that wrong. And that's on me. And I know raviolis are still better. But it's difficult to compare because the pierogies, first of all, they boiled some and served them boiled. And then they fried some and served them fried. And there were all these crazy fucking types. I mean, I feel like pierogi won, and right now all I feel pierogi is- Pierogi won. I, I fully concede. Pierogi won the night. Pierogi won the event. Pierogi did not win the day. Okay. I know it. That's how can I be sad for this? I didn't show up in a way to win. I, so I, that's why I say I'm not a competitive person. A competitive person would 
never allow themselves to be in that situation, wouldn't accept it when it happened, and would still be here bitching and crying about how all the shit wasn't fair and the judges and all this other thing, and here's the why, and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. We can reapproach. I know who won that event. It was not me. And I know who won the day, and it was the fucking ravioli. I know it. We can reapproach that. Are you competitive or not? There have been several occasions where you've admitted, I'm not competitive. If there is a trophy to have been uh, sired from this competition, that is what you, if there's a way to get a star or level up, you are all the fuck in. I, but I have to have it. I must have it for me. That doesn't mean that I want you to not have it. I want everybody to have it. That's not what competition is. I want it for me. I'm goal oriented. If there is something, I want to fucking get and okay. acquire it for me. I don't, I don't in any way have any interest in taking it from you in order for me to get it. And I don't begrudge you getting it faster than me. I'm competing with myself. Ravioli was competing with ravioli last night, and I didn't bring a ravioli to the ravioli party. So that's on, that's on me. So Amy has discussed before with us that uh, as far as competitions go, she is not a cheater. Although she has occasionally texted me to tell me of opportunities she has had to cheat, to steal, to lie, and she has required praise for doing the right thing because sometimes I go out of my way to not steal. Yep. So because sometimes it's right there and it's so easy to not make the choice to do. I'm going to throw air quotes and don't be mad. The right thing. Okay. It, it's there's always an opportunity to steal, lie, cheat, any of those things on on every level, on the highest of levels. Oh, I. I went to wherever and, and this guy and, and a situation or I walked out of the store and on the bottom of my cart was a pack of batteries that fell through or a pair of socks. Like, do I go back? Do I not go back? What's with all the firewood outside the supermarket? I guess it's free. The items they leave outside that you have to pick up without a cart, carry in and then pay for are, I mean, come on, people. Come on, what are you looking for here? My uh, question is about being a cheater for you. Our kids spent a year, for me, a year and a half of school online where they were given the opportunity to use resources and to take exams, write papers, and do all of these things with help, with with their good friend, the Google, with their good friend, I don't know, look up anything, books and and notes and open everything for for exams and things like that so life is also kind of like that like what experience do you remember when we were in school and we had to learn all of our times tables (laughs) I I remember that being a requirement (laughs) oh no really (laughs) that's interesting I I yeah I I uh, solved that a different way I solved that a different way Somebody said, and I related in a way that made my heart skip like it did when I started your timer. Um, I don't mind you looking at my search history on Chrome or Safari. I don't mind you checking that out. What I mind, what I mind you looking at is my calculator history. (laughs) Because kind of, I no, I super. If there was such a thing, I super relate because mine is like four times three. Like I'll put that in the calculator. You know, oh, that one I know. That's 12. Okay, good. I'm like, Amy. Is that right? Yeah. That is right. 12 is right. But my calculator. With like the sevens and the eights and shit. I mean, a couple of them have like fun gags that you can remember. I think the nines do. Yeah. 
Well, you know, five and 10, these are easy ones, right? You, yes. One, you can get those. Those help. Those are simple. Here's the other one that's tricky. In America, once it gets over 12, anything multiplied in, I think in Europe, they go up to 14 somehow. In America, they do times tables to one through 12. And, and in Europe, I think they go to 14. And I'm like, why? Why, why do you do that? Right. Well, they also do weight in terms of every 20 pounds. I'm like, how? why you got to make this shit so complicated? Well, I don't even fucking understand it. A I stone. Think, oh, I think we're off. the ones who couldn't handle tens and went to 12. No. So I, no, I think. Don't, I don't know. All of it. All of the it. The metric system is. There's another way to is... solve this. There's another way to solve this. And we're going to bring it all the way full circle to, because I'm super curious yeah. as to the judgments you're getting ready to lay down on Google Nation. Lay it on. Yeah. So, so here we are. Are we raising a generation of cheaters or incredibly resourceful kids that we should absolutely praise for being able to find the answer, to source the answer, to know where to go to get it? Do I have an opinion on this? I do. <laughs> Big surprise. All right, let's hear it. As if we didn't already know it from the way you phrased all of this. Let's hear the let's hear the opinion. <laughs> I think I think there's gonna be no point where our kids, I mean, they're not becoming less dependent on technology in their lives. It's everything is, they might even have their great grand. my kids, great grandkids might have chips implanted in their heads. I think if there's a way you can find something out, you don't have to have everything memorized. You can still judge people on what they do know, as opposed to what they have to look up and judging I keep in my pocket to use whenever I want to, and you can't stop me. But I, I think it's resourceful and I... I'm behind, send them home, let them bring in their best product and see where creativity goes from there. So why did you phrase this cheating? If you're pro in your air quotes, cheating, I'm, I missed a step. I thought you were going to basically say this whole construct, it rewards the cheaters and I'm irritated. Is that not in there? No, I, I, it's not in there. I feel like this is, this is the new society. You're going to have to know how to get information. And would it be great if it was in your head already? And would it be faster if it were? Yeah, read. You'll get more information. But if you need to know weird things like anti-venom snake bite bullshit or zebras not horses, you might have to sit down at a computer and look some shit up. I, I think that fundamentally it's understanding the requirements placed on them. And that is where it can be truly called cheating and incentivizing cheating and stealing and all the rest of it. And it's super negative and it's reinforcing, it's creating the opportunity for bad choices and worse results. Here's how. Please. When in the beginning, when our school, because I fundamentally saw this happen, kids have friends in a different school system, totally different system. We're independent. They're in the public school system. Two totally and different high schools, the whole thing. One of the earliest reactions to the stay-at-home gang before anybody even figured it out, we're talking, you know, April 2020, very early at our school, they quickly instituted, okay, everything is open book always. Everything is open study always. We are not going to presume that you do not have access to the world of unregulated information because you do. So instead, we are now increasing the difficulty of the questions we ask. We are making things that are challenging that you that will require multiple steps for you to find an appropriate answer. So we're no longer, so what we've done is right-size the test for the amount of information that you have. Instead of pretending that you won't be looking up these Perfect. answers, 
we're going to make it challenging Perfect. so that you're actually the task now becomes go find this difficult to find answer and prove it in this way. OK. Or show me the eight sources. You, you're required to, to show all the sources. OK. Public schools answer for a variety of reasons that are all that all make sense for what they needed was to every test is exactly the same and we are not going to have any requirements. Just turn it in. So what that actually did was the kids who were savvy and dishonest enough to, in whatever combination of variables are there, to go source the answers and cheat versus the kids who did it the good old-fashioned learning method, didn't cheat, followed the air quotes rules as prescribed, didn't do as well. And a lot of kids who cheat and stole the answers and pulled them off the internet and learned nothing other than I'm sourcing answers to this test, not even... Not even, I'm not going to read this book, but I'll read the cliff notes so I can get through the test. I'm not going to read this book, but I'll watch the movie so I can get through the test. That's Neither of those are great, but at least some of the information is getting in your head. I'm talking about in April 2020, a large cross-section of kids found the standardized public school XYZ worksheet for this time because it had to be public available. Somebody posted all the answers and they clicked cut and they clicked paste, and they were done. Didn't read the questions, didn't read the answers, got zero learning. It was really, it was really, I'm hiring someone to go do this for me. That is the real risk. That's cheating, and that's when you lose. I don't think it's cheating to be able to use all the resources that are available to you. Good for you. It's a win for you. Um, I think it takes a couple of years. Now, there are a lot of things that after COVID world are not going back to the way they were. I think people, a certain percentage of people can work from home from now on and, and people will save money in office space and the way the way work is done is different. Probably not for my husband, but for for teachers, if they know that kids have these resources, they're not going to ask them to regurgitate definitions because that's something easy. They're going to ask them to synthesize. They're going to ask them to utilize. They're going to pull in all the other eyes. All the eyes. And put those in there because don't show me that you know the definition. Show me you can work with the definition. Show me you can build something with the information that you're obviously going to steal from the internet. Show me more. As it is now, as my daughter's applying to colleges, they're, you know, you fill out, they look, everybody's got a 4.0. Everybody's got like, everybody has the same shit. How are you different? One of the schools where she's applying said, send us a two minute video of you. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that now. Oh my God, you could do anything in those two minutes. You could do it all animated if that's what you do. You could do a podcast for it. You could do, I don't know, go, here's my day from brush my, wake up and brush my teeth to go to bed and do the New York Times crossword puzzle. Like there's just so many ways that you can share different ways. And it's forcing us as a society to be more creative in coming up with ways to evaluate or present your knowledge. And I, I rise to the challenge. I love it. The same way when my kids got in the car, I didn't say, how was your day at from school? And they said, fine. What happened? Nothing. You have to ask better questions. I said, who sat diagonally across from you at lunch today? What did this guy eat? Like I opened conversations through a side door. You just have to do it differently. And so what? Now teachers get a better opportunity to see what kids know by asking different questions, by providing well, opportunities. Yeah, I agree. It's And that to me is a little bit about what the video was for, 
right? Partly, I think it has to do with authenticity of the person. It's kind of hard to fake a video of yourself. You know, I would imagine that pretty soon it's going to be you on the video as opposed to someone else wrote this essay. Someone else supplied this thing. It's at a certain point, I just need to see you. I want to, that's really all we're, if I could have an interview with every person who applies, I would, but I can't. So this is the faster way to do it. Give me 30 seconds. Give me two minutes of your best. I'll give you the chance to prepare, but it's got to be your face and your, your thing on the thing because that's the world that we're in. People hide. I mean, I was one of these TikToks going around. I, I called it TikTok. I think it was a real because I'm never on TikTok. It was on socials. And it was the way different generations answer the phone. And it was, and I didn't listen to it because I have the sound off always. But Boomer picked it up and you saw like, you, the, the mouth was going as if to say, you know, like, hello, good morning. This is the whatever gnome resident. Resident, like this yeah. whole thing. Like, and each one went down. Jonathan speaking. Through, the, through right? the next one to the one, it got to the one that was my kid's age. And I'm like, that's perfect. Because the picture goes, hello. Are you Which is exactly me? how they answer. It's like, yeah. Which is a step beyond fuck you. But it's like, what? Like, ugh. and then the very next one after that was a mouth gaping open in silence, which I was waiting for them to like not even press answer the phone. Like they refused to answer the phone. So funny with the, that's the truth. Talking to people is a going awayable skill. And I patented that. Copyright. Going awayable? Going awayable skill. Copyright. One of the things that I saw my daughter putting on her video was talking about her job and how in her job, she didn't just get the skills that the job require. But she said, you know, and I, I also use this device, like phone, like focusing in on like a work phone. I use this device. I, I would pick it up and make phone calls, which is like the shutter of my generation. Like nobody does that. They text, they send emails, they send even videos on the quick, but nobody picks up the phone, certainly doesn't sit down to make making this phone call an activity. If you are somehow on the phone, it's either Bluetooth somewhere, it's speakerphone, because it's a relative who insisted on this time. But part of her job is to make phone calls saying, hey, you have an appointment tomorrow and uh, we'll see you at nine. Is everything okay or whatever? And people want to talk to the young woman who's calling their house. And she's like, wait, what? I had a script. Like, what's going on? So she has grown as a person. And to tell a university, I'm like, mm, do they know that you don't have skills in your generation of picking up the phone and talking? But according to you and and that real, yeah, I guess it's a really well-known <laughs> fact. Yes, our, our super authoritative result is the is The, the Instagram reel. reel. <laughs> yeah, it never, is surprising. I'm on that stuff anymore. And I am on it so rarely. I'm only in a group of this or a... Or a a filtered feed of that, you know, searching for different hashtags or whatever. So even when I'm getting on there is, is even more isolating and isolated than what I would expect. Why are you making these horrible faces? You said me? hashtags. I searched a hashtag this week on yes. TikTok and it was yes. the Cole Hauser. What's that? Is that Doogie's friend? Oh, Doogie Hauser. I remember him. Cole Hauser is... um. From Goodwill Hunting, the redheaded, goofy friend. He was in. Um, is this an actor's real name or is this it's a an actor's name? real name? I'll tell you the character's name and you'll know right away. His name is Rip. Rip? Is he the one that does it into the uh, baseball glove? He's from Yellowstone. <gasps> what? Rip yeah. from Yellowstone? What? 
what's, yeah. on, what's on TikTok? Where, how do I get on TikTok? Can so I, I searched right Cole Hauser and it just has, how does this? And it shows him like this goofy redhead turn into this. And it's like, uh, the music changes and it's Cole Hauser. You said Goodwill Hunting and my whole brain went into some totally dark place. I didn't remember a Rip character from Goodwill Hunting. No, oh he's not God. Rip on there, but he's, yeah, in uh, I didn't Yellowstone. Okay. He's Rip and he's just... He's everything, right? He's- I've been saving that series. I've been, I waited for it for so long. And now that it's here and out, no spoilers, I can't watch it because my husband and I are never in a place where we're actually going to embrace something else. I've, I've loaded up Succession, which people tell me I can handle, but I don't think I can. But people tell me I can, and I thought we're going to do it. I won't start it without him. And we're not going to be in the same places. Even this whole holiday travel, we're not going to be aligned, which blows. Yeah. You, so who's you made going- a br- yeah, I, I just assumed your whole family was going with you to New York. We're we're breaking up the whole chicken match. He This is not only the busiest time for him always, is end of year, it's really tough to get away. Yeah. It's, he's in, he owns his company and people want to take time off. So he yeah, also deals that. with, he gave with them fewer off. people. Yeah, so so he he deals with having fewer people, but it's not slowing down. So it's not the kind of thing where he can shut the whole thing down. It's like they're they're ramping this is a ramp up period anyway, and more people are out, and this period is like quadruple the ramp up period as normal because for whatever reason it is. So it's it's four times more than normal pre COVID. Like it's just a crazy, 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 crazy wow. time. We're taking two cars up for the Christmas holiday. He's going to come up, do it tactically for two days, and then he's going to leave. And then we're going to continue on our journey jaunt to see people and stop here and stop there and spend the better part of a week in New York. And he's going to fly up for the, you know, we've got part of the Christmas gift is to go to a professional basketball game. So we're going to go to a Sixers game. And I'm certain that's going to get canceled. But until it's canceled, we're going to the Sixers game. Friends from California are going to be there. We're going to get to see them, like the whole thing. So it's it really was just the kids are off school for two plus weeks. What are we going to do with them for that amount of time that feels like something fun and good? We're halfway to New York. New York is is two hours from my parents' house. It's kind of a nothing to go there. So you know, let's, let's just go do it. And it's not like we're going to stay at my parents' house for two weeks. That would be hard on them. So we're not doing that anyway. So it's all, even though it's pretty carefully planned in terms of there's a hotel booked, there's a loose itinerary, nothing is planned beyond that one immovable event of the basketball game. Everything else is still in flux. And so is that I can go New Year's anywhere. Day? It's the, it's the Thursday. So it's Thursday night basketball game. And then New Year's Eve day we have decided my husband's flying up for it. So we'll all go to that together and do it. New Year's Eve day. We're going to drive back home all day long. And so we'll probably arrive right around the ball dropping in our own house to say, we get me out of this car, go to bed. New Year's day. We'll be in our own house, have the weekend. And then I don't know if they go back to school on Monday. Typically they give them a couple of days grace at that point. It'll either be Monday or Tuesday and we'll just get back to it's the new year, normal lives. And Hey, we don't put much stock in, it's just the changing of, you know, the sun went down and came up again. It's not like you have to reinvent your whole life because it's January, even though it's easier, even though it's nice to shake some things up. Chances are it's just going to be let's return to pre-Thanksgiving normal instead of a total new year. We'll discuss is. the new year in our next podcast um, and what our hopes and dreams and goals are for it. It'll be a brief one, but we just want to be with you, dear listener, as um, as the new year approaches. If there's something 
that you have for the new year, something for which you are grateful, something, I don't know, a resolution. I hate that word because I resolve not to make resolutions. It's only setting myself up for disappointment. But if you have one and you'd like to share it with us, please write us. We'd love to hear it and make fun of you when you don't keep it. It's brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Listen Brilliant or Brillob Squad on Facebook. We want to hear from you. We want to say your name and give you the Hollywood handshake. We want to be a part of your new year. We want to hear what your plans were. Let us know. We want to hear all about it. Um, the other thing that this week really had me solving the world's problems this week had to do with school loans. Well, more so school. Do you remember when we talked about, was it at Howard? Was it at was Hillman? I, I don't, there was a, is that the imaginary one from? Hillman? Yes. Hillman is made up. No, Howard I said Hill- is a university. Yeah, I said Hillman, but I think that's the imaginary one from the Cosby show. It's anyway. Not Hill- it's not Hillman. There is no Hillman. Right, There's, it's the imaginary one from the Cosby show because it wasn't going to say Howard because they couldn't Spellman get Spellman is, is, the, is a real one. Spellman or Howard. One of HBCUs. the amazing yeah. um, traditionally black universities had somebody come and speak at graduation and say, I am going to pay off all of your school loans. Fantastic. And Thanks. everybody started crying and, and mothers. And then I thought, that's amazing and good for you and good for all of those people who took out loan after loan. But what about... That mother who worked four jobs, two jobs, uh, threw in cleaning and, and carpooling, all those things just to make enough money so she could get her kids through school. Wait, there's more. For the people who chose, who said, I can't go to school because I can't afford it and I can't get out these loans. All of the people who did not make the choice to take those loans and miss their child growing up because all it's most important that I have the money for this than it is to be in the day-to-day experiences. So in this moment of joy where this gentleman is just throwing money out into the audience, I couldn't help but think of all the people who didn't get to take advantage of it because they were more careful. They worked harder. They worked smarter. And then you have something to say, but then I'm going to transition into school loans. So what was your... I just find it so heartwarming that you have activated your Republican Catholic bone. I didn't realize there was one in your body, but it's in there and it has been triggered and activated and sprung to life by this. It's just hilarious to me and so charming because the truth is, the truth is, yes, there are always, you know, the, the people who follow the rules and get the A on the test should not have no reward because people who didn't follow the rules somehow get their tests waived and we all get A's. Well, what about me? I worked hard. Why did I have this happen? Why did I have this happen? As opposed to some people, you know, would, this is what we're doing today. So no, it's it's not fully fair, but I would, and I don't know that you're saying this, I would never begrudge or take away. Oh no, I thought it was wonderful. benefit, right. But I don't even think about the inequality oh, of, okay, so the, so the rule followers just got fucked on this one. Tough shit. Right. Oh, I finally paid off that loan last week. And now today, bzzah, are you kidding? Free cars for everyone. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I just made my last payment. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't even, <laughs> my brain doesn't even go there. I just think, oh, look, they got a free car. Yay. And I think that's wonderful. Oh, 
Yeah, that you think that. I think, oh, Oprah just gave away every a car to everybody in her audience. Do you yeah, know what they car. And I think that's at least eight grand in taxes that each one of those people you has to pay. You do not think about the I fucking taxes. absolutely thought, can all of those people who got gifted tickets to this show to bring them here, who all got a car, can they even afford a... To keep a car, to ha like, what if you're a city dweller? You can't have a car. I, I, I absolutely go, maybe, first I think, oh my God, that's amazing. But my second thought is always. Is to Sharon burdenize the gift. Is to, is to say, how do you feel obligated? Like, I absolutely Sharon'd that. But, so yeah, that's. I'm stunned, I'm stunned, I'm stunned, I'm stunned, I'm stunned. I'm still just happy that my first response is, wow, he totally, he totally paid for all their loans. But my second response really is looking at the people, that mom who worked the graveyard shift and then woke up and did tutoring with a kid and then who did all this other stuff and then and did not get to raise her kids or spend time with them or know their youth because she worked four jobs to send them there so they could get out with no loans. It made me crazy. And I know that Biden doesn't have a strong history on school loans and getting rid of them. And then I thought, well, how about you do it just interest-free loans? Like, why, why can't you just do interest-free loans? Yeah, how many people do you know at the age of 50 who still have school loans they're paying off? Uh, Would they I, tell I, you? I, yes, I probably, I, I might, I might be able to pull three out of my ass. One, uh, one died with student loans unpaid as an as a musician who was old and shouldn't have had student loans and had student loans that followed him his whole life. I imagine that there are some working professionals uh, who had astronomical student loans to acquire their profession, physician, attorney, et cetera. Folks who have amassed student loan debt in the highs, in the, in the six figures, high five, is that right? High fives, low six figures, and don't have a profession that can accommodate. We were joking last night about a child at the table and one of the adults was saying yeah I can see this child going for a degree like it would go to the Harvard School of Public Policy and pay for all of that and graduate and then go work for the Southern Poverty Law Center and make like $31,000 a year and I'm like and we'll all be better for it but that child will have a life of fucking forever <laughs> yeah for, you're gonna be fighting for yourself in 10 minutes like yes, who's gonna pick up yes, your case yes yes but it didn't occur to me that the student loans themselves, in addition to the cost of school being ridiculous. Well, why do you think they're still paying it off? Well, I know a doctor who the has- pizza market. Well, that's where we're eating from now on. The free pizza at Walmart. Oh, free half a pizza at you Walmart. You got to sell that shit. You got to sell that shit. You got to profit. You got to sell that shit. They deserve it. But you would think physicians could pay down that debt. So I'd like to put in my plug. Uh, I don't need you to wipe away all student debt. I would like to make it so that you can actually pay it off if you're that student in question and not a parent who's got to swoop in and say, I saved my whole life to let you start from zero, not negative $350,000. Here's a coupon book. <laughs> oh start gosh. paying. Here's a coupon book. Oh my book. gosh. There's so much in there. There's so much in there. You are just, you are just, you are the gift that keeps on giving. Well, Merry Christmas. I, every single conversation, I learn some new thing about you that I cannot ever have predicted or begin to understand. That I have a it's Republican bone? It's cre Yes! Yes! I've been boned yes! Republican? 
No, you've boned a lot of Republicans. I just didn't think that you had a Republican bone. And then it's a spring activated. It's a spring bone. That is the kind of thing where once you touch What's it. What's that connected boing. to? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's on a spring. It's a spring bone. That's what you got. Your Republican, your Republican Catholic spring bone. Yeah. What there. makes it that? What, what my indignation, like what makes it like. Republicans and Catholics, there's an intersectionality there. Yeah, in that Venn diagram, where in, do I fit? In so far as there is a construct that we agree is operative. And if you embrace this construct, live by these rules, you will receive the required result. Anyone who deviates okay. from this construct and receives the result does not deserve it. Because it was not earned, and because they did not follow the well, construct. that half I don't agree with. But I, I, I be, agree with the first no half. One, there can be no one outside this construct because Ooh, there are rules. Well, there are rules. But and I'm on the first the rules, half. Yeah. When you follow the rules, you get the result. That's and guess my what? first half. Yeah. For all the people who get the result without doing any of these rules, that's a schism. That's a problem. That's a that's a that doesn't compute. <laughs> I don't get it. Why? 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 Taxes. Taxes. That's not compute. Doesn't make sense. That's not compute. I quit that job. She had to work really hard. But how come? Fair. Fair. I never saw one of my kids' basketball games because I was always working and I missed raising my kids. And and you just wiped out their loans. Yeah, I I embrace the the deed and I think it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's something more more titans should do. Uh, but then I think, then I sit back in the glow of what a beautiful act that was and think, hey, hey, what about, what about, what about? And that's. What about ism is another core tenet of, of the Republic Catholic Springbone. Yep. They love what about it. The Springbone's connected to the. Catholic. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my lordy. So, uh, yeah, we hit a couple of topics that were were third raily. So if you would like to write in and let us know your thoughts, we're here for it. Again, if you have topics for Amy's 30 seconds that make Melissa crazy, you can write in for that, too. I think when I thought about your 30 seconds, I was like Oreo, Chips Ahoy, wafer, Nilla wafer. Other oh, purchasable wafer. cookies. I, I, toward the end, I realized, oh, I can buy these. Let's start thinking about ones I could buy. But that you just, just tells the you, aisle visually. Yeah, yeah I didn't but that tells you you bake. I don't. I'm like Archway, Archway oatmeal raisin, Archway. <laughs> like I'll give you the brand. I didn't even list have the ones that I'm actually getting ready to make today. So that was also kind of it's the timer. Can the you timer fucks it you? It does. It does. Can you the tell me what you're making today? You. Baking today. Yes. What I'm making and baking. In the coming two days. I'm not going to lock myself in and say it's today. Okay. Over the next couple of because, days. Because it's very critical to me that I make that distinction for these people who will never know and I would never be caught. That's how fucking honest I am. And that's why I deserve to steal that fucking pizza. I okay? agree. Fuck so Walmart. mostly it's going to be the spritz batch cookies. And I call them spritz because that's what the world knows them. You know cookies that come out of that gun where you yes. turn the crank or you pump the thing and they're yes. very tiny? Yeah. I make those by the gross and not kidding, in multiple flavors, styles, colors, all the fucking things. So I'll probably I'll probably make mm, several hundred of those today. I'll probably maybe maybe I might. I don't. I didn't really do the math on this one. It wouldn't surprise me if I got up to a thousand of them because you just oh. they're tiny. Yeah. The one sheet pan, one sheet pan of which there are three sheet pans cooking simultaneously can contain forty cookies. Okay. Right. So that one 12, 15 minute batch in the oven generates 
a shit ton of cookies. The decorating is the thing that takes the time. Squeezing them out onto that thing is half And the making battle. the batter. You have to make the batter first before you batter's squeeze kinda, it out. True, true, true. Batter's kind of quick. It's the sort oh. of thing where it's like it, it, there is what we would call a base batter. Those are butter cookies. So you make a huge volume of I the butter, butter cookies, cookies and then you divide, divide, divide and some of it gets colored red. Some of it gets colored green. Some of it gets flavored with anise. Some Ugh. of it gets flavored with what I call um, uh, Sicilian flavor, which is equal parts lemon extract, orange extract, vanilla extract. And it's just this delightful, not Ugh. quite lemon, not quite citrusy delightfulness. Some of them, a very small amount, get a peppermint because everyone hates those, but I fuck you, I'm making them anyway. Some of them, most of them, get almond extract. Ugh. And on and on and on and on and on and on and yibbly bitty bitty. All the different shapes get different decor on top. And then it's just easier for me. I've stopped decorating them because that's very fucking fiddly. That's why the raviolis failed. I'm not a fiddly. I like to cook in large. Fiddly is fucking death. So I've decided it's easier. Fiddly is death. <laughs> to glaze them. So instead of fucking each one, doink, 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 times 40, times three, times a million, you times I kill you. You can paint them in what? Sugar? I douse them. I put them on a fork. It's think of, think of chocolate dipping something. Yeah. I dunk them in a very, very, very thin, filmy, heavily flavored sugar glaze. Like a, like a Krispy Kreme donut. So the whole cookie gets... <laughs> dipped in that now that it's nice and loose and wet with an extra like a if you had a lemon pound cake okay, and then I'm you covered it drooling. with yeah and then if you covered it with lemon drizzle yes actually I, I think i'll make some lemon this year so i'll make the cookie a butter cookie then i'll coat it in lemon drizzle glaze then very quickly just with a quick swoosh of your hand douse it with some sprinkles now the whole cookie has the texture of the sprinkles that's not been fiddly about the placement the liquid makes them stick and the butter cookie is still sacrosanct in there with oh its pure God. textural perfection. I but definitely get, just got pregnant. You get the crispy, slightly tang citrus of a vanilla glaze on top. So it really becomes it really becomes a kind of perfect cookie. So that's butter cookies are today. Yep. That's just one. Oh that's just God. one cookie. <laughs> I asked. I started doing oh a thing. God. Okay, so of all the cookies, which ones can we can we get rid of? Because mommy and cookies, I'll cook for a week. That's too many cookies. So which ones can you let go? How about and the only one they picked, I can't let go. So all the other cookies, I'm like, Fuck what did they kick out? Well, wh what would you kick out in a holiday cookie? Just off the top of your head, any holiday cookie, what would you be like? That's what they fucking picked. I have what? a log Do I have of Jewish kids. I have What's a log wrong? of gingerbread cookie dough in the uh, in the refrigerator right now that I'm going to make into cookies, but I'm deciding, trying to decide what to do with them. Why you? So you bought a log cookie of dough. dough, and you're going to make gingerbread cookies. And the first cookies you say I don't bother making is the one you're going to make. Well, <laughs> no. If I were your kids, I was putting myself in their position. Wow. You really are a savant. I don't understand. My gingerbread cookies are made from raw grated ginger. I mean, they're fucking banging cookies. Amy, I listened to your butter cookie thing, and I just came. So I'm going to tell you that gingerbread is ass compared to what you just described. And I My just... My gingerbread cookies are sharp and spicy and coated with a vanilla decoration on the top. Like, I, sometimes I do a drizzle. Sometimes I do... They're so fucking Are these good. all traveling with you to Delaware? Yeah, yeah. My mom has stopped baking cookies all but one type. I now have taken over baking what cookies. What does she bake? She uh, pit sells because I can't make them for ass and I never will. And she's excellent at them. So I don't bother. So she makes the pit sells. I make everything else and I transport it. And then that's it. So I'm making cookies for us to have in the house. Ha ha. 
which basically means I'm making enough cookies for them to eat half of them before they leave the house. Because once they're cooling, they just eat them. It's like they take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it when they disappear before you can even look at what you've made. You're like, wait, wait, what? What? How? How did? I used to do that with potato latkes. Like Hanukkah came around and you'd start making them and you'd put them on paper towels because you are frying them in oil. So absorb something from there. And as I turn around to go put the next batch and get new, you don't need it. They're all gone. So it's eat as you go. I didn't understand that and I didn't appreciate it because I don't know. I like to look at like a mountain of cookies or latkes that I've made. It makes me feel good and accomplished. But when there's nothing there but the cleanup left, you're like, what the fuck happened? I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I so want your recipe for butter cookie dough. It's super easy and I will post it in all the things. I ha- I vacillate every year. I make crazy notes in all of my cookbooks and all of my stuff. It's hilarious to read my notes from the year prior of my learnings. It's sometimes hard just to deviate from the one that they put on the damn box, right? I we have Echo, if that makes sense to anybody who is parents from, you know, who were cooking in the 60s. I have an Echo, a Miro and an Echo spritz gun, which is very old, made of aluminum, looks like it came out of the space shuttle. It's like ridiculous. And then I have a KitchenAid which actually functions, but I have to use the Echo because they no longer make the dies. They no longer make the cutting discs of oh. the traditional cookies they just oh, they phase them out because yeah because these were like poker symbols for cards like they were just ridiculous bridge mix like they have these goofy ones that nobody ever wanted and in our family that ungettable get is the camel and the camel is meticulous is it's it's fundamentally difficult to cook because it's a bad shape it's got a little tiny head and little tiny legs and a giant ass body so when you bake it you get a burned head and legs Oh, a, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or you get a properly cooked head and legs and then an undercooked. So it's it's fiddly to get it right. But I fiddle. And then you put a red hot. You remember red hot? Oh, I, are you kidding? Yeah, of course. So the eye of the camel is a red hot. And on the back of the camel is chocolate sprinkles for his his blanket. And they're fucking delicious. So it's an almond cookie with a choice oh amount of sprinkles. That's the fucking. That's just a camel. That's not. That's a fucking camel. That's nothing. Those are just nostalgia cookies. I'm going to count on <laughs> one finger how many times my mother baked when I was a child. One finger. And it's... Which finger is it, guys? It's <laughs> the middle one because never in her life has she ever baked... Baked. I mean, occasionally she made a pot roast. That's cooking. She has never baked ever. I used to go to my friend Jackie's house. And the only thing I would say there is, can we make chocolate chip cookies? Can we make chocolate chip cookies? Can we? You did it once with me. We don't do it at my house. All I want is to bake cookies. It's the smell. It's the warmth. It's the home, which I've never had. I have siblings. I don't know if they've ever thought about the fact that our mother never baked anything ever. She came from... Her grandmother made challah every week for Shabbat. She had never, never baked. I don't even know if we had any baking pans or muffin pans. Or I didn't know that you had to put those little paper things on cupcakes. Oh, cupcakes? I'll buy those. Never, ever, ever. So baking to me is almost magical. It is covetable. It is delicious and and. It's my weakness. Like it is by far my weakness. I told you our friend Anya said, I'd like to send you bread. And I, again, got pregnant. So I 
I don't know what to yeah. say because from afar, easily done with her skill. Carbs are love and joy. And I just have never. So as you describe how you just have sheets of cookies, I think how warm and full of love your home must be, which is exactly what mine was missing Aww. growing up. Bake, baked goods. Baked goods, man. That's that's love. Baked goods. And all of those people who are celiac, I am. I'm so sorry. It's a tough life. For I'm you. so sorry. I, I it's you're missing out on. It's like saying I can only take one of out of every three breaths. I don't really know how you do it. I don't it's know very, how you do very it. Very difficult. Very very. I don't difficult. know why you'd want to do it. Get out. It's <laughs> kind of it's kind of worth the gastrointestinal distress. Just sit I mean, on the toilet kind of, and eat a baguette. Isn't there like a probiotic? Isn't there something you can do? I want that camel cookie. They're great. They're really great, and those are fiddly. And those are challenging. And they take a disproportionate amount of invested time to result in the number of cookies that you get. But it's not negotiable. That's not negotiable. Evidently, gingerbread is negotiable. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make the gingerbread and those fucks are going to eat it they are. To, the, to the nub. So I don't want to. Are you kidding? I got the. I went to Whole Foods to get my kid scones because he's home from college and he loves scones. And I next to there were like designer Italian cookies. And they had the chocolate lace cookies with like the. I want to. Florentines, almonds probably. Yes. And like caramelly and chocolate dipped. Mm -hmm. Oh, I filled a bag of those. That was one I was going to leave off the list. And I was told, no, you're not either. So that's basically you can. I. I've started making Florentines a fa- a funny way, but I love them more. Instead of ground almonds, typically it's ground almonds with citrus that are suspended in a very very thin fluid lacy caramel so that when it when it when it crisps up to room temp, then you can pick it up like a piece of lace, a doily, right? And dunk some of it or paint the in whole chocolate. back of it in chocolate, right? And that gives you this beautiful kind of a crumbly texture. What I've started doing is using slivered almonds instead of ground almonds. When you use the slivered almonds, you get a little bit of that outside of the almond and the whiteness of them and bigger pieces. And it, it because of all this brittle that I'm making, I mean, I've been doing this the, this way for years before I started doing any brittle, but it gives you bigger open pockets of caramel. So it's like a bigger piece of oh almond, my but God. it's still wafer thin. It's not that, it's not crumbly and ground. Uh. And I use bigger chunks of citrus in there. So it's, it's, you're playing with the texture a little bit. And I don't, I don't coat the whole back in chocolate. I use a really, really high darkness grade. Like, so it's very, almost bitter chocolate because the rest of it is so sweet with the caramel and the sugar and everything. And I just, I do a, a squizzle drizzle. So you basically get like a pattern across the top of it. And it, it, so the whole thing feels like you know you get the I'm making this back and forth motion and a zigzag motion with a heavy 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 squirt of ch- squirt I just of did. dark chocolate I I'm just telling did. you I'm telling you and they wouldn't let those go I just like, had a really? heavy squirt and I thank you really? for that um this episode has been brought to you by cookie porn and weight watchers <laughs> <laughs> sign up in January kids mm. so tell us about your resolutions we want to hear it we love you guys let us know what's going on we will uh We will be sharing this holiday season with you and looking forward to a great new year. We love you. More than you know. Bye. Bye. Good for you.